Blog Talk Radio. It's Monday night and it's time to get rowdy. Catch up on This Week in ARCA and NASCAR with news and comments. Plus, you never know who will stop by for a visit. Right here on the Rowdy Maglite Show. Here's your weekly radio duo, Rowdy and Mark. I'd like to welcome you back to Monday night to the Rowdy Maglite Show. And guys, helping me out with tonight, I got the Chi-Town Duel, Jack Man Jeff and Chi-Town Mark. Welcome back, guys. Hey, Rowdy. It's good to be back. It's Monday night. It's time to get Rowdy. I got my coffee here. We got you and Jeff on the other end. And uh, let's talk some racing tonight. Talk some Arca racing. Hey, Rowdy. How you doing? Good to be here again on Monday night. We're seven days closer to Daytona now. Whoa, guys, man, it's getting down now to the gun. Yeah, uh, we uh, we made our arrangements for Daytona today, and we're all set. Now all we have to do is make sure we can go. There you go. Well, guys, uh, 2018. The 66th season of the ARCA Racing Series presented by Menards. And we're going to be at the 55th run in the Lucas Oil, driven by General Tire. February the 10th, that's not many days away. 18 days, Roddy. 18 days. It'll be here before we know it, Rowdy, and uh, it'll be over before we know it, too. And we'll be talking about the end of the season. Uh, that's how quickly it year. I, I just wonder if it's going to go that quick this year on us. Let's not push it, Mark. <laughs> well, yeah, we I got a full year. We got a full year with what twenty races with Arca, and that's that's going to take us north, south, east, and west. Well, if you take it. She's not been to before, and that's always good, Rowdy. It's hard for Jeff and I to get the new track. So we're looking forward to that. Uh, uh, we're going to see some really good racing. Uh, the racing was exceptional last season, but with the lineups and the driver lineups and the car lineups and the teams that are formed and they're going to be at Daytona to run the season, I think we have a really great chance of seeing an even more competitive year. I think so, Mark. Uh, that new body style, that composite body, it's going to really put a new look on ARCA come Daytona. Well, you know, I, you, know you, Jeff, and I have talked about it, Rowdy, uh, that's the big equalizer between the engine package and the body package. Now uh, that, that just changes the whole uh, dynamics of the, the, the racing at the big tracks for, for the Arca cars. So 
same. The premium is on handling and, you know, being able to move your car around and move it to the front. So looking forward to see who's get the, the best handle on that. And, and as of testing going on, uh, quite a few guys had that handle. Yeah. Uh, Mark, our guest for tonight is going to be Vicki Gibson. Uh, Vicki's with Greg and Motorsports. And I think we're going to be talking racing and hockey tonight, guys. Well, she's going to get two different versions of hockey from Jeff and I. <laughs> well, I, knew, I know y'all were in the right part. Of, well, hey, you know, y'all was at our camp, and the kids at the camp was, had the go, hockey goals and sticks there at Talladega this, this year. Yeah, they were – they were pretty. Uh, they were pretty good with that stuff too. I was embarrassed to watch them, knowing how bad we were. <laughs> and y'all growed up in the middle of hockey. Yeah, I haven't had ice skates in in, in many a year, Rowdy. They hate to see me on ice skates now. <laughs> but uh, no, uh, I know Jeff's a. Uh, a Penguins Pittsburgh Penguins fan, and I was a Chicago Blackhawks fan, and uh, they're old rivals through the years, to the original NHL teams. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's always we, we have fun with it. We're not really big hockey fans, but I enjoy the sport. It's it's interesting. Well, that's what way we're going to play tonight, guys. And uh, she's calling in at seven ten. I'm, I'm with uh, Jeff. Uh, 18 days, Jeff. It's uh, it's pretty awesome. We got our credential approvement today. Did we not, Mark? Yes, we did. And uh, it, it feels good to be accepted, that's for sure. And uh, looking forward to going down there. And, and it's just the excitement, the new season, the start off, the uh, Nice weather, uh, the big track. I mean, come on, it's Daytona, guys. Well, first thing it hits you is that uh, walkover. It says, welcome to Daytona. Yeah, the, the and then you pull in the infield after getting your paperwork taken care of, and you, you look at that banking and you go, yep, we're here. And the, the hair on the back of your neck sticks up a little bit. Well, guys, hey, kind of, uh, kind of special for me. Twenty years. Wow, Rowdy. Well, well done, my friend. Well done. Congratulations. Looking forward to celebrating that. Twenty years, and hey, I don't care how many times you come on the other side of that tunnel. When you see that tar- that intimidating banked, too, it's an awesome feeling. It is, Rowdy. It really is, and. uh uh, I, 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 it's hard to describe the feeling unless you've gone through it. It's, uh, it's, I guess it's a Nirvana, Shangri-La, uh, Kathmandu, whatever you want to talk about it. Uh, if you're a race fan, you're a stock car racing fan, there isn't anything like Daytona. Well, it's, uh, 20 years now. I met a group. 20 years ago, well, I met him 20 years ago and been camping with him 19. That's not a bad record. No, it's not, Rowdy. And 
it's, it's just amazing how the time goes by and you realize how many times you've done it. Yeah, well, they're not hard to find either. Hey, uh, Mark, can you give us that little uh, top ten run down there? I sure can, Rowdy. We never got a chance to finish it last week. We got to the top uh, we got 11 through 15, and uh, we got the top 10 here from practice at Daytona a couple weeks ago. Uh, in 10th place was Michael Self. Ninth place was Brandon Grasso. Eighth place was Natalie Decker. Seventh place was Daniel Fastnet. Sixth place was Bobby Gerhardt. Nice run for the veteran. Fifth was Ryan Rupko. Fourth was Gus Dean. Uh, I think we need to keep uh, an eye out for the Wintron racing teams this year, uh, not just the big tracks, but all the tracks. Uh, third was Blaine Perkins. Second was Quinn Huff. And first was old veteran Tom Hessert from New Jersey. And uh, Tom's going to run for the big tracks for veterans, I believe, this year. We'll uh, we'll find out what his complete schedule is in the near future. But there's your top ten rundown. Turn back to you, Rowdy. Thank you, Mark. Hey, listen, um, we got our next guest coming up. Everybody, I'd like to welcome to the Rowdy Maglite Show tonight, Vicki Gibson of Gregan Motorsports. Welcome, Vicki. Thank you. Well, I'm, I'm honored. We're honored. Uh, it was a. Uh, it was great. You, Mark, and Jeff was about maybe ten minutes after you left. They they walked up. So you just missed them when we met at the RPI show. Oh, wow. I'm sorry I missed them, but you looked great in your tuxedo. <laughs> Thank you. You're a very dapper gentleman that like, Vicky. Do you always dress like that? I tell you, it was good to see all the guys without hats on, Vicky, because you, you just don't <laughs> know them without a hat on. I'm like, man, nobody's got a hat on in here. <laughs> Well, you looked great. Thank you, Vicky. It was great to see you. That RPI show, what, what an amazing place. Yes. I mean, there's so many vendors, so many opportunities to mix and mean, mingle within the race community, from local track racing all the way up to NASCAR to Indy to Formula One to, you know, straight tracks and dirt tracks. And, you know, it's just amazing. Well, uh we're going to do Friday and Saturday, full Friday and Saturday next year. We we were talking about it earlier today, Mark and I, and I I, I told them, man, y- y'all missed it. It was if you if you loved racing, it was there. Yes, and it was just huge. I mean, the products. I, I mean, and it, there's just so many products. It makes your head spin. I thought the auto show was big in Detroit, but this thing is just getting bigger and bigger every year. Well, I, uh, and plus I got to meet Dave with uh, Less Race Magazine. Yes. You had an article in there, did you not, Vicky? I did. I did. It was about hockey and NASCAR because I have a little bit of an unusual thing as a team going on with, with hockey, and I work with a lot of former um, NHL players, retired NHL players, people who own hockey businesses and stuff. Um, and I've kind of found that, you know, hockey and, and racing have the same demographics. Um, they're the two sports that you can't go to your local park and practice. 
<laughs> and so I, they're also, they're, they're pucks made out of the same stuff as our tires. Smells exactly the same, believe me. And so, I mean, I've seen a lot of similarities. I have made a lot of hockey players racing fans and a lot of racing people um, hockey fans. And um, I just see that there's just so much love between the two sports. And um, the hockey community has been very kind and generous to me. They help go out and help me find sponsors internationally. So it's just been wonderful. Well, you know, it's when we first talked, I was telling everybody earlier about at, at camp, we had kids playing hockey out in, in our camp, which was I thought was unusual, but it's moved into the south now. It has. It has. And I got something really cool that we will um, start filming um, coming up in February. Um, but I ended up, Grogan Motorsports ended up sponsoring a hockey, a local hockey team here. And lo and behold, their, their jerseys and their whole uniforms look like my race suits. So they go out there and they look like little racers going across the track. <laughs> it's pretty cool. They call themselves the Crease Monkeys. They have a monkey on their jersey with a wrench in one hand and a hockey stick in the other. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so, I mean, it's, it's been wonderful. And because hockey has been so kind to me, I decided um, that I really wanted to give back to them. So, especially the retired NHL players. You know, they played in the 1970s, a lot of them. People like Jocelyn Guavermont, who played in the Super Series 72, and for the Sabres. You know, they didn't make the millions of dollars that the players make, you know, today. And so I really wanted to do something and give back to them. So we're working on a hockey tournament that will um, be in Tampa, Buffalo, Toronto, and Montreal, where retired players, pro players, current pro pro players, minor league players will all get a chance to play a good old street hockey game on foot to raise money for charity. So, and that charity goes to things like the Alumni Fund and StopConcussions.com, um, where they can really help injured players and retired players, you know, with their expenses in life. Because, you know, those guys that paved the way for all those NHL players to make, you know, $7.5 million to $14 million a year never made that money. And it's well, kind of like that in racing. Yeah, they're paying for it today for what they did to pave their way for the drivers of today. They did. And, you know, it's the same, like I said, it's the same way for, you know, when I meet with, you know, retired people from, from um, NASCAR, you know, those, those drivers, I mean, there were some that did well. Um, You know, obviously Dale Earnhardt did well, but there were some that did not. And, you know, they didn't get that big money. It wasn't like how these racers are being paid today. So, you know, I'm really trying to help them as well. So I'm doing that through my TV series that uh, we plan on starting filming later on this year. And we'll give a chance, you know, for these retired players or the retired uh, racers to, you know, come on the show and give their world, words of wisdom and, you know, command a salary in the last half of, you know, their careers. So I'm really hoping, I mean, I just got back from North Carolina. I've met with some great people from Humpy Wheeler to uh, Bobby Allison, and man, was that an experience. I, I, I couldn't imagine 
Vicki. I have to tell you, for every minute that I sat there and listened to Humpy and his advice and promotional stuff and and, and that every minute has to be worth like $10,000 because it is just amazing, his wealth of knowledge. I don't think that man's brain ever stops thinking on how to promote racing and what to do for the sport. I, I When you and I talked earlier about him, I, I said then he was probably one of the world's greatest promoters. Yes, he he's just... He's amazing, and, you know, he's still doing a lot for racing today, and um, he sees my vision, what I'm trying to do. Um, This TV series that I have would allow local track racers across the United States a chance to compete on national television and a reality TV show where they're mentored by some of NASCAR's finest. And that would give them a chance to build fanship and sponsorship money and in return, that helps the local tracks because it keeps the cars out there. And so, I mean, I see a win-win in it all for everybody, and we're doing a lot of charity work through this TV series. So, I mean, Humpy has been a wealth of knowledge for me. And then I got the opportunity to meet Bobby Allison and sit down and talk with his, him and his beautiful daughter. Great people. Paula Feimer. Yes, and his love for ARCA is huge. Well, Vicki, you know, it's it's a grassroots group of people racing, ARCA is. Yes, I mean, he talked about ARCA. He talked about the days where he raced in Florida at Hialeah, which is no longer there. He's talked about, you know, Sunshine Speedway and DeSoto Speedway, and DeSoto Speedway is currently closed. But, I mean, he talked about all these different things and, you know, how it's so hard for these racers to find that that funding and that sponsorship money. So him and I talked a great deal about what I am trying to do. I mean, I initially started off with a race team because I wanted to give my son a shot at his dream. But now that my son has decided not to race and to continue his, his career in an investment firm, you know, I, I, I thought about it. I thought I could quit and go another direction in life. And then I thought, why not? Why not go out and help local track racers get their shot? So right now I'm pounding the pavement, bringing in sponsors so I can build, you know, a NASCAR team. Um, I've got Mario Goslin as my crew chief. Um, we're ready to go. Uh, we're going to run a partial season because I came into it a little bit late. Um, but, you know, it'll give chance. You know, I'm looking for some of those local track racers or, the, you know, people who are not in NASCAR to get a chance to, for them to start on my team in NASCAR well, without uh, having to bring money to the table. That's Well, you take Austin Theriot right now, won the ARCA championship, and he don't, he's, he's not in Xfinity this year so far, which – Hopefully, it's going to change. Hey, Vicki, I'm going to throw you over to Mark and let Mark talk. Yeah, I know he's got a couple of things he wants to ask you. Hey, Mark, you're live with Vicki Gibson. Thanks, Rowdy. Hi, Vicki. Welcome to the show. We're so happy to have you on this evening. I'm sorry. What was that? I missed it. I said we're so happy to have you on this evening. Welcome. Oh, thank you. I'm I'm honored, absolutely honored. 
Well, as are we. As we said, as are we. And, uh, boy, you have an interesting concept, and, and, and I hope you the best of luck with it, uh, with the logistics of trying to do something that you want to do. How, how is that coming about? I'm sorry, I, you're breaking up. You said, oh, what was the last thing you said? Rowdy, turn it over to Jeff. I'm going to turn to the other phone. Vicki, how you doing? This yes. is Jeff. Hi, Thank, Jeff. Uh, thanks for, how you doing? Thanks for being on the show. It's great having you, and thanks for taking your time out. Um, getting back to the development part of the thing, can you, can you, uh, let's go back, can you talk more about your TV show, how about it, where, how it's going to run, where you're going to get your drivers, how you determine where the drivers are, where they're going to drive at, and the whole series of the racing? Yes, um, I am prohibited from talking about some things on the show until they um, officially release everything to casting call, but I can talk about a, a little bit about it. We, um, you know, this show is going to give opportunity to local track racers both here in the United States and in Canada, um, and you know, we're internationally for certain. Um, there are we're we're taking from all classes. Everybody will have a chance when we um, go to casting call, which we're hoping will be in the next couple months, to, um, you know, go through the selection process, um, send in the stuff, their information on their racing, um, to buy a spot on the show. Um, And then they'll get a chance to compete. And the prize is one of the things that I am restricted from saying right now, but it's pretty big. And, uh, you know, it'll give them a chance to work with, you know, NASCAR legends, and it's looking like we have a pretty star-studded show. Um, I think everybody would be quite surprised. And we didn't just pull legends from NASCAR. We pulled legends from Indy as well. Um, So we have a a great group of people to really work, you know, with some of these racers. And uh, the the selection process, um, that is not entirely up to me. Um, that is up to the producer, Matt. Um, so, I mean, we, we're looking at all different. I mean, we, we, we don't just want to just pull the best racer that already has, you know, a big, huge sponsor. And, and we want to give, a, you know, a chance for somebody in local track racing that, you know, might not grab the attention off the bat from a sponsor because, you know, um, maybe they don't have the prettiest car out there because they can't afford all that crazy vinyling or something like that. So we really want to focus on giving people their hopes and dreams. And um, we're really hoping that through this show, each and every one of those racers will have a chance to build such great fanship that that would lead them to be able to pull in sponsorship that they need to either continue at the local level or to take on with them into NASCAR or Indy or Formula One or whatever they choose to to go in. So, you know, we do expect a huge fan base for them and a huge viewership. Um, We've worked on this and developed this series for the last 10 years, so we didn't go into it lightly. And we've really worked out a great format that that the networks are, are loving. So we have not decided on a network yet, but we do have some choices. So it will air. Now, when these 
participants are competing, will it be will they be in different places compete, competing against each other, or was it will you take them to like a certain track all at one time and whatever they're competing for the best then is it will just keep going and going from different track to track as a group or individually out there and then whoever finishes the best and however would win the prize. Um, whoever finishes uh, the best would win a prize. Win the prize, of course. You know there will be different challenges, and this is this is not just for racers, but this is also for pit crew. We are going to do selecting pit crew people. So, um, you know, I, I encourage anybody who works on cars at the local track, and you know, um, helps build cars to participate in in, in the pit crew part of casting. Um, we we do plan the first year to film strictly at one track in North Carolina. Um, it's very hard for the NASCAR drivers that are going to be participating on this show to uh, film during race season if it isn't in North Carolina. So we do um, plan on doing it at a local track there. We will release that information um, when the producer says we can. Uh, and, you know, and then hopefully the next year maybe we'll be able to expand to, you know, different states at their local tracks. But we do plan on touring um, to different cities across the United States during casting call to be able to meet racers. And um, when everybody is ready and all the contracts are finalized, uh, we will go ahead and release the pilot of the show so everybody can see exactly what this show is going to be about. Now, how many people will be participating at, in, at each time? Uh, 18. 18? Mm-hmm. 18 racers, 18 pit crews. Now, you were talking about how you go out and you bring in development drivers and you go out and get sponsorships you don't worry about them getting the sponsorship. Now, do you usually have a driver set before you go get the sponsorship, or do you go out and get the sponsorship before you have the drivers? And if you do it that way, is there any challenges of not having a driver and going out and getting sponsorship for the drivers? Yeah, it's a very interesting concept. This is the first year that I did it. Um, you know, initially we did the K&N series, and my son raced for me. Um, and then we took, you know, several years off so that my son could get a college education. And since he isn't coming back into it this year, you know, I had to look at, at drivers and, and stuff like that. And I realize that, you know, potential investors and sponsors from my race team, um, you know, they want some star-studdedness to it. Um, they don't – it's hard for an unknown and for me to bring just in an unknown in and, you know, command those big dollars. So what I did was I looked at if I did, you know, let's say six races. Why not, why have the same driver? Why not give um, opportunity? Um, so in order to make the investors happy, I had to bring in some, some big names to run a couple races for me. One of those people that I'm currently working out um, with him to, and if we can get his scheduling and everything all, all great, Al Unser Jr., the two-time Indy 500 
winner, um, you know, said he would love to do a road course race in the Xfinity Series for me this year, and that helps drive the sponsors. Mario Goslin, um, he's helped drive the sponsors. So I have those two racers. The other races I fill in with people who, you know, has never driven in NASCAR and giving them a chance. That's where the challenging part comes in because they have to be cleared by NASCAR. So sometimes that leaves me with having to pull from late model racing and stuff like that where they're cleared for the, you know, on those particular tracks and those particular type of cars that NASCAR will give me the clearance to bring them into the Xfinity series. I'm trying to build a program where it becomes successful and, um, you know, big enough that sponsors will give me the money to also go back and put them, you know, say take a bomber driver, for instance, and maybe get them into a late model um, race here and there to be able to build up their ability to get cleared by NASCAR to run in Xfinity. So I'm working on two different issues right now um, to clear up and, and get moving so we can get them out on the track. But I do plan on putting somebody out there that's never had a shot. Um, and, you know, why do, we, why do I have to have the same racer? I mean, I guess if I was running a whole season in a, in a points race or, you know, for a championship, that would be one thing. But I'm not. And this is Xfinity. It's not Cup. So, you know, I'm really hoping to give them their shot. And, you know, as I get more people out there and, I'm, and I bring in the sponsorship money, maybe these bigger teams will consider going back to the old school way of working hard and grabbing that sponsorship money for, so that they can just select drivers instead of asking those drivers to bring the money to the table, which is very difficult for them to do. Oh, yes, it very is, because a lot of the people, if you don't have the sponsorship or come in with it, they don't even really want to talk to you, you know, anymore these days. They, unless you have the money or the sponsors, you're kind of out of luck these days. And I think what you're doing is is greatly appreciated for those drivers who don't have that. Well, if you look at Xfinity, it takes between 5 and $8 million to run an entire season. How does somebody from local track racing, uh, you know, even at the top of local track racing, how do they go out and sell themselves to a 5 or $8 million sponsor if they're not Danica Patrick, if they're not Dale Jr.? You know, and it's very difficult for them. But, you know, who has the names to pull in those sponsors? Well, Hendricks Motorsports does. Stuart Haas Racing has that name behind them to pull in. You know, so for them to ask these drivers to come up with the sponsorship money is it's 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 hard. So I realized this right away, and I thought, you know what, I'm going to go out and I'm going to find that sponsorship money for them. And I ran into a problem. They were like, "Who is your driver?" Well, we've never heard of them, so we don't want to give you money. So I had to throw in here and there big names to make this program work. And luckily for me, I have these wonderful people from racing, you know, in NASCAR and Indy that are, that, you know, they see what I'm trying to do. And so they've been very generous with allowing me to have their time to come race for me this year so that I could pull in their sponsors. 
um, based on their name so that we can give some opportunities to some local track racers. Now, you keep on referring to Xfinity. Are you just going to do Xfinity, or are you going to do your late models, super late models, like the K&N series or other late model series with drivers? This year we're only just... – yeah, this year because, like I said, I mean, I just started on this in May. Um, so what I'm – I'm a little late in the game. So we are going to run, you know, um, a handful of Xfinity races this year. And in the meantime, I'm going to work on the TV series and um, working on sponsors for next year. Next year, it is my hope that I can bring in enough sponsorship money to run both Xfinity, maybe some K&N races, and maybe some late model races so I can take a local track racer, put them in some late model races, get them ready for K&N, switch them over to K&N, get them ready for Xfinity, and move them up. It's, it's a challenge. But, you know, I'm, I work on it day and night. Now, you said you were down in uh, – I saw you were down in North Carolina, and you talked. You spoke to Humphrey Wheeler and a legend and one of my favorite drivers of Bobby Allison. What is some of the best advice that these guys gave you for what, you wanted, what you're looking to do? Uh, you know, Humphrey Wheeler gave me a lot. I mean, he talked a lot about some of the promotional stuff he did. Um, he, he loved my ideas about the TV show. Um, he thinks it's great. It's going to give opportunity right there to some local racers. Um, and then when I'm doing with, you know, my, my own race team, uh, some of his, his advice was, you know, you're going to get let down here and there. It's tough work. Keep at it. You'll get there. You have our support. Um, and they've really stood by me, and, you know, they have helped me, um, you know, talk to different individuals. I mean, before I went to North Carolina this time, I was in North Carolina several months ago, and I met with Mike Wallace and Randy LaJoy. Um, so they, too, gave me a lot of great um, advice. Um, if I could have Humpy Wheeler's brain 24 hours a day, <laughs> I think I would have more than what I need in money to, you know, um, to get all the sponsorship in the world that I need to have a really, really big race team. Um, and, but he is, he does offer me his time and he, you know, I spent six hours at his home. Um, his wife is absolutely wonderful. Um, and you know, we, he said, let's keep in touch. Let's keep working on this. I like what you're doing. And uh, Bobby Allison, well, uh, you know, he just turned 80. Um, he still has his wits about him. Uh, he is just amazing in his own right. And, you know, the nostalgia and going back in time and talking about all the things that he's done and what he's seen in racing, you know, he loves it. And he, he is worried. He is worried because it is harder for teams to get money and it's harder for racers to get money. You know, we've seen some tracks across the United States close, um, you know, but he, he thinks that there's so much loyalty and love and fan base for this sport that, you know, with the right people and, and, you know, um, pulling together to keep it going, it, you know, it, it'll remain the biggest, one of the biggest sports. Now, you also have the love for hockey and auto racing. How did you well, how did you get involved or how did you fall in love with both of these 
hockey and racing. How in your background did you was was there racing in your background as as you were in your family, or how did you get involved? Um, and with racing, how did I get involved, or with hockey? Well, both, both. actually. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> I did not know that I had family in Arkansas who raced back in the day, and I did not know I had some moonshine runners as well um, until just this last year. Um, when they pulled out pictures and said, you know, Vicki, did you ever know about, you know, this cousin and this uncle? And so I, I was pretty amazed by that. Um, and, you know, most people don't know that the whole sport of racing really derives from the moonshiners, people like Red Boat and, and uh, you know, the France family and stuff like that. Um, but last, uh, let's see, 2009, um, my son really wanted to get into local track racing, so we bought him a pro truck, and lo and behold, I was a little shocked. I mean, I knew nothing about doing local track racing. He became rookie of the year that year in the Florida pro truck division, in the Florida fast truck division. Um, the second year, he was leading the championship. Uh, we had three races left, and we got a call from a team up in Vermont, a K&N team, saying, you know, we think Andrew would do very well in this. So we went up there and we tested and he did do well. So we decided to just bite the bullet and, and go with K&N and see how he did. And he did do good. And that's when I decided that I wanted to run this racing program, that I enjoyed it. I, I, you know, I've lugged tires through the tracks and five-gallon, you know, gas jugs and I've helped pull engines and, and stuff like that, and I loved it, and I loved doing all the logistics of owning a team. So we ended up buying the K&N car, purchasing the team, and hiring Mario Goslin in as our crew chief, and we just kind of went forward. But then it was time for my son to go to college, and, you know, one thing I have learned about sports is I've seen a lot of these racers and hockey players you know, they come right out of high school, and they go right into their sports, so they don't have education behind them. They don't have work experience behind them. And the average career of an athlete is about five years. So what do they do when it's all over if they didn't make those big millions of dollars? They have nothing to fall back on, and I just didn't want my son to be there. I wanted him to have options, so I sent him off to college. He was not happy. He'd rather race race cars, but he ended up, you know, finding his own there. And so in May, when I was thinking about doing all this, um, I contacted Phil Esposito. And uh, I said, hey, Phil, you know, I am trying to maneuver myself through the Russian market um, to find sponsorship for my race team, and I need some help. And he said, Sure. So through him, I was put in touch with, you know, former NHL player Jocelyn Guavermont. I was um, put in touch with, you know, um, people like Rick Hay from the Daytona Sun Devils, uh, 3D Hockey, John Thiel, uh, Kerry Goulet, a former Hall of Famer in Europe. Um, and I got together through all them and started talking, you know, about my sponsorships and, what you know, what I'm looking for and, you know, we really are a little bit behind 
as far as internationalizing ourselves, Indy's pretty nationalized, internationalized uh, Formula One is, but, you know, NASCAR really isn't. And so I wanted to look at international sponsors. I mean, all your big sponsors from the United States are tied up with your cup teams. So it's hard to get those big sponsors to do your Xfinity team. So I started going through them, and they have been pounding the pavement. And let me tell you, they've been doing a heck of a job. And that's when I decided, you know, I really wanted to give back. So I started working on these tournaments, um, this hockey tournament for charity. Um, And then it expanded. Um, I got a call from a producer who does a lot of stuff for the NHL, and he's like, you know, let's let's do some series, you know, or you know, where we go to different countries and interview some hockey leagues and you know, we really think that you're you should do T V with all this and so they asked me to commit to that. They've asked me, you know, about doing some other things within hockey and I you know, I just love them. They are the greatest people and they are so giving. And they need a boost. Like NASCAR needs a boost, they need a boost. So let's, why not share fans? We hardly overlap in season, so let's share fans back and forth. I agree. And yeah, it's worked out. I hope I hope the NHL themselves and NASCAR, you know, sees that vision that all of us do in racing and hockey, and maybe can pull it together. I mean, wouldn't it be cool to go to the Daytona 500 and see Wayne Gretzky say, "Ladies and gentlemen." start your engines, or for, you know, Dale Earnhardt Jr. to drop the puck at the Stanley Cup. I mean, that would be amazing. Oh, I think people would love that. Mm-hmm. I think so. So we have, you know, I have a lot of work to do um, in front of me. I have a lot of commitments. I, You know, I hope I can get it all done you know, pretty quickly here because we're getting ready to move into race season. Um, like I said, we won't be starting in February like everybody else will behind, be behind about a month. But, um, you know, I hope I can make some dreams come true. I really do. All right. Yeah, and I hope you do too. You're doing a tremendous job, tremendous thing for some some young racers out there who might not have the opportunity to get the opportunity to do what they would love to do. And uh, I I thank you, and I I think I I thank you, and everybody else out there thanks you for what you're doing for the young struggling racer who might not be able to make it without the big dollars. Yes, and there's so much talent out there. I mean, and so much dedication. And you know, you go to a local track, it's like being with family. And you, where do you get that? I mean, where else do you get that on earth? I mean, everybody's out there. You know, you can compete in the evening and be mad at each other because you guys, you know, you get wrecked each other on the racetrack. And the next day somebody can be in need, and I've seen people gather funds to help that person and even the person that wrecked them the night before, you know, trying to help them. You know, there's a lot of love in this sport. I agree. I agree. Um, I one more, one more thing. I see you're a, a Toronto Maple Leafs fan and a Detroit Red Wings fan. Yes. Well, How does that I, happen, right? Well, <laughs> well, well yeah, I am originally from. I know, I know you're from Michigan, so I know why yes. you're a Detroit fan. What about the Toronto? 
Toronto Maple Leafs. I, I don't know. I just love that team. And, you know, through hockey, a lot of our fans for our team is up in Canada. So I've gotten really to know those diehard Toronto Maple Leafs fans. And, you know, people miss um, what happens up in, in Canada a lot. I mean, we don't really have cup up there and doing big races and stuff. But we do have, like, the NASCAR Pinty Series. And, um, you know, Mario Gosselin was the crew chief, you know, in 2017 for Alex LeBay up there. He won the Pinty Series championship, but he didn't just win it. He kind of just won almost every single race. He did so well. And people fail to remember that there is a huge fan base right up in Canada for racing. I mean, they race during the summer and play hockey in the winter. And I've gotten to know the Canadian people very, very well. And they were always over the border, you know, from Detroit, uh, where I grew up. So I spent a lot of time in Windsor and stuff like that. But, yeah, I just became this diehard, you know, Maple Leafs fan. And I'm friends with uh, Billy McCreary. He plays for the Huntsville Havoc. And his father, you know, played for the Maple Leafs. And so I've gotten to know a lot of you know, retired Maple Leafs players, uh, wonderful people. But, you know, I have a predominant Canadian team. Um, you know, Mario is French-Canadian. Uh, the guy that works with him on the team, Guy, he's from Canada. So, um, you know, we have this huge Canadian fan base up there, and I, and I love them, and I cannot wait to get up there to see their racing because they're – they are just die-hard NASCAR fans up there. Alrighty. Well, I'm a I'm from Pittsburgh, and I'm a Pittsburgh Penguin fan, so I think I have bragging <laughs> rights from for the last couple of years from winning the Stanley Cup. Yeah, you guys are a tough group. You guys are diehards too. So yeah. <laughs> we are. We are. <laughs> yeah. All right, Vicky. I want to thank you for everything you do for the for the young drivers out there and uh and thank you for being on the show tonight and i'm going to turn you back over to mark okay thank you hi vicky we're going to try this again i got a different phone and hopefully i won't be breaking up on you no it sounds great sounds great well thank you yeah you have you have shy town mark so you know what that makes me <laughs> oh no! <laughs> yeah, I, we we have a few Stanley Cup titles here in Chicago, also. So, well, there you go, there you go. I mean, I, it seems like the more and more I talk to racing people, the more and more I hear about how much they love their hockey and vice versa. I mean, I almost any any NHL player, both retired and current, that I've spoken to can name their favorite NASCAR driver. It's pretty cool. <laughs> well, I, I have a, a, a I'm a big big college basketball fan, so I, I need something to occupy my time during the winter because there isn't enough racing for us. Exactly, exactly. Hence, how I became you know a huge NHL fan as well. I mean, that's what I did during the winter is watch you know hockey, and I'm always up at the local ice rink and. You know, I just, I love it. And the All-Star Game, we're having the All-Star Game here in Tampa on the 27th. 
um, it this month. It sounds strange to hear hockey in southern climate. <laughs> I know. It's You know what, though? It's growing here. It's growing huge. And, um, you know, well, all, the, getting all those the northerners down there who miss it. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> we have a lot of New Yorkers, a lot of oh. Ranger fans. We have a lot of Boston Bruins fans here. But we have a lot of Canadians here. And they're either uh, Montreal Canadian fans or they're, uh, you know, Maple Leafs fans. And I got a lot of Flames fans from Calgary. There, there's tons of them here. Wow. It's mm-hmm. interesting what you find out where you go and, and who's and who is who, isn't it? It is. It's amazing. And it's amazing how small the world is. You know, when I started working with Jocelyn Glavermont, the retired NHL player from, you know, he played for the Vancouver Canucks. He played for the New York Rangers. He played, you know, for the, um, from the Sabres. Um, he was in the Super Series 1972. Um, I come to find out, his son works for Formula One. So it's a small oh, world. That's a whole different ball game there, isn't it? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Wow. So it it's interesting what a small world it is. And, you know, I get NHL players all the time, especially the younger ones, like in their 20s, that says, Vicki, can I come out to the track one day and get in the car and take a ride around the track? And <laughs> they have such interest <laughs> in it. That's a great way to get new fans, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking of fans and, and and your your project, how how are you going to go about getting the drivers and and getting and selecting those drivers and putting them together and getting them at that one track? Yeah, that's that's going to be interesting because um, we do expect that we will have sixty thousand drivers that will probably buy a spot for this show. Uh, between Canada and the United States, you know, we have something like 100,000 local track racers across the United States, and, you know, we figured we'd be getting at least half, and then the ones out of Canada and maybe Mexico and, and different countries. And so and that's, that's going to be quite a challenge. Um, we are working on setting up the infrastructure to be able to have people, you know, um, going through those and selecting them. I mean, I'm sure there's going to be – a lot of different criterias. I mean, it is a reality TV show, and although this is not a scripted-based show, um, something I said I would not do if it was scripted. It had to be real. Um, and racing on its own right brings a lot of drama. Uh, hence, you know, I was telling some NHL people, we have a lot of fights at the racetrack. This fight's <laughs> just like in hockey. You'd be surprised. So oh, they thought no, that was pretty funny. Yes. Short tracks can be very interesting. Exactly, exactly. And I was sending them some video of some of those things that has happened, you know, even in NASCAR. And they're like, wow, there is fighting in racing. I said, I told you that we had more in common than what you thought. But, um, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, I know, right? Um, But, yeah, it's it's going to be challenging. Um, We're working on, you know, gathering up. Um, all that, you know, my first step was going to the NASCAR drivers and IndyCar drivers, you know, that are current and retired to ask them, if you know, if they would be on the show. Um, so, I, you know, I've been pounding the pavement, flying all over the place, meeting, you know, some of the best of the best from auto racing. Um, and then, you know, the second half was, you know, we will announce casting call 
and and set it up so that people can come out and and buy a shot. I mean, there will be opportunities to mail in stuff, um, and we'll we'll outline all the different criteria of what we need when we announce it. Um, right now, like I said, we're just dealing with staffing issues, um, making sure right. we have enough staff to handle 60,000 racers that might buy for a shot on this uh, show. It, it's going to be hard. I mean, there's a lot of great talent, a lot of good people. There's a lot of interesting people. There's a lot of different characters in racing. Um, you know, so it's going to be hard selecting, and, and that choice is not mine. Um, mm-hmm. So, um, you know, and I wanted to make sure that, you know, it doesn't just give a chance for, like, I mean, there's been such this push in sports that these kids have to start at 19, 18, 19, 17 years old, um, you know, where they have to come into the sport or if they're, you know, get to their mid-20s, their, their career's over. Well, what about those racers that race their whole entire lives that are in their 30s and 40s that are great? But, you know, never get that shot because no big team wants to pick them up because they're too young. You know, I want some of those people to have a shot on this TV series. You know, so, you know, I'm really hoping to pull from a little bit about everything um, and give and give chances. So, I mean, it's going to be we're really tr- working on, and I've been getting the advice of pe- from people like Humpy and um, – people like Bobby Allison and Mike Wallace and them, on what to do about the, you know, selection. And so we're working out those criteria of what we want to do. And, um, you know, it should be really, really cool. I mean, I'll get to travel to some different states and see racing at its finest. I mean, we're taking a journey in this television show from the local racetracks of, you know, some of the most diehard cities in the United States all the way up, you know, through ARCA to K&N. So, you know, it will be an experience of a lifetime for me. Well, you, you, it, it's truly going to be an experience for you, Vicki, because uh, I was at 70-plus races last year at 42 different racetracks. Jeff was right behind me. I've been to over 130 different racetracks throughout the U.S. and Canada, so I've, I've been around and seen a few tracks. So uh, if you need a little expertise and help, uh, call on Jeff and I. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And, you know, we will be announcing through you guys, through Let's Race Magazine, through Facebook, you know, through, um, you know, local newspapers and stuff. When we do go to Casting Call, you know, how to apply to be on this show, you know, um, and that kind of stuff. So, you know, we will get it out there and, you know, so that everybody has equal opportunity and, and uh, you know, we'll do some promotional stuff by going from track to track, you know. There's uh, some tracks up in Canada that I would love, love to come and go and see the racing. I, I have a lot of racers like Merrittsville Speedway um, up in Ontario. Uh, you know, they're, I think they're close by the Niagara Falls region. But, you know, they're just – amazing racers up there and so you know we plan on getting up to canada as well and you know all the way to the west coast of the united states so you know we're we're going to be doing a lot of traveling you know getting ready for all of this and we do hope to film later on this year um start filming uh we do plan on airing sometime in 2019 it all depends on how quickly you know we're building cars uh, we'll have 18 identical cars 
Um, so, I mean, all of it's been quite a challenge and a lot of work. Well, it sounds like a combination of a development program, uh, the old international race of champions of the identical cars, uh, uh, the, the Format from some uh, interesting uh, uh, materials. To, uh, uh, I, I'm excited to see what brutates out of your your little gamble here. <laughs> well, it was really interesting because a local racer said it best um, at the Soto Super Speedway um, when we were filming the pilot. He said, "You know what? A guy with a five thousand sponsor can beat a man." with a $50,000 sponsor. That's the beauty of racing. And oh, so it really oh. made me think about some of the ideas to do for this show because, um, I mean, it is true. Uh, you know, it, it's it's talent. Well, Vicki, uh, be, be more than happy to use this in any way you want. Uh, like I said, with, between with the show and the ARCA program, we had quite a few other races besides that all over the U.S. So, uh, yeah, Jeff Rowdy and I could uh, would be more than happy to help you out. Well, wonderful. I would love that, and I would love to just spend time with you guys. I mean, what a great group of guys you are. Your commitment to racing is much appreciated. I mean, I just I look back when you know when I met Humphrey Wheeler. You know, he wasn't a racer; he was a promoter, and but his you know his contributions to racing was huge. So it takes people like you guys doing this radio show or David, you know, Bowen doing Let's Race magazine, you know, to keep this going. And, you know, the contributions that you guys make, you know, does a lot for racing, and and we all deeply appreciate that. Well, thanks, Vicki. We appreciate it also. Uh, Yeah, we are. We're here to, to, to help promote racing and make it better. And, uh, um, that's why we enjoyed having you on this evening. And I'm going to turn you back over to Rowdy. Thank you so much for being okay. on. Thanks. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Wow, Vicki, you're a pretty busy lady nowadays, aren't you? I am. I'm not getting much sleep these days, but you know what? I'm so determined. Well, you know, Vicki, what NASCAR has been doing in the past with kids bringing suit case full of money to the table don't sell seats in the stands right and i I, I really want to change that i I think i think we're missing some really true talent and mark and jeff sees it too they get they they get to go to a lot of dirt tracks in the midwest and all and there's a lot of great racers there really is and you know my theory is is that if I become that team who brings in that sponsorship money for those racers and I end up bringing the, you know, $8 million that it takes to do Xfinity or, you know, even COP, and, and if I can, you know, get that sponsorship money that, that's that huge, you know, to be able to do those things, you know, season after season, I might pave the way for something new. And maybe it'll catch on, and maybe it'll spread, and maybe it'll become the thing. You know, I have, as a as a NASCAR team owner, the ability to be able to pull in sponsors much easily than a local track team. And so 
you know, I realize that having that NASCAR name behind it, you know, um, helps drive it for sponsorships. So I, I realize there's struggles. We were local track racers once, too. And, um, you know, so I, I think it's so much easier for us team owners, you know, to pull in that sponsorship money for those racers. And then that gives us some great talent. And, you know, you look at some of the people from the history of, of NASCAR, you know, they weren't your, they didn't look like they came out of a GQ magazine. You know, Dale Earnhardt was rough and tumble. Mustache, you know, some of them had, you know, crazy hair and some of them, you know, really came from, you know, you know, different roots and with different personalities and and stuff like that and you know, we, I'd like to see that again. I think everybody's missing that in racing. Everybody's missing that and everybody loves the story of the guy that, you know, was considered the underdog that made it. And and that's what I want to give back, you know, to racing. And I really hope I can. Well, you're working on it. It sounds like a great idea. So, Vicki, this goes in the archives, and this within about 30 minutes, it, you can have it back and replay it. So, for people that wants to be part of this, how would they go about applying? Okay, for people who are interested on in having a chance on my team, they can email me at Grogan motorsports at gmail.com so that's g-r-o-g-a-n-m-o-t-o-r-s-p-o-r-t-s at gmail.com um also for the tv series um in the next couple months we'll be releasing to you guys and everybody where they can go to sign up for casting call that takes a lot of work we have to build websites and stuff to do all that, and we are working on all those things and making sure all the that there are no errors and all that technology stuff that I'm not very good at. So we have somebody to do that, so you know that they can go there. So as soon as we're ready to go to casting call, I will let everybody know um, as far as the TV show. And I, you know, I wish everybody a lot of luck. And I just have to really thank, really thank hockey. I mean, they have really helped me. Um, make this possible um, through finding sponsors for me and, um, you know, doing and going over and above of attending events with me and everything just to get my name out there, get my racing program's name out there. And I really do hope that when we do these um, hockey charity tournaments that, you know, the race community will, will show up and, and, and support hockey. Well, Vicky, sounds like a great, great thing going to happen. So, you, you, when it starts, you're going to have 18 crews and eight men, six men crews. So that, that's going to take up a lot of. That's going to be a lot of folks there, right there. Exactly, and let's give them, let's give them their chance, and let's hope that everybody turns out to watch this show so that they can build the ratings, so that next year I can do it again, and the year after that I can do it again. You know, and so, you know, we need that fanship, and we really are shooting for, you know, meeting the the viewership of American Idol. I mean, we really want to get there. We want this to be the American Idol of racing and, um, you know, really bring in to the sport a new whole demographic of viewership. I like that, Vicki. Uh, 
have something after the season's over, you go straight into hockey. Sounds great. <laughs> well, it was such a pleasure talking to you guys. I mean, it was it was wonderful meeting you in in, in Indianapolis, you, and I can't wait to see you this year at the races. Well, we're looking forward to it, Vicky, and, and looking forward to meeting you. And thanks for spending some time with us tonight. Oh, well, you're welcome, and it was it was really my pleasure. All right, Vicky. Thanks a lot. Thank you. You take care now. All right. Bye bye. Thanks, Vicky. Thanks, Vicky. All right, guys. I told you we was going to talk a little hockey and a little racing tonight. Well, Rowdy, you never jist on us, and you were right. Uh, luckily, we know a little bit about both, so we were able to pull that one off. Uh, you know, it's great to, to be around people who have a passion for our sport. It is. Yeah, I wish uh, you a lot of luck, and I hope in some way we can help out with that show, Rowdy. Uh, I think it would benefit both of us. Hey, that's going to be uh, a traveling show right there. Now you start putting 18 teams together and uh, start racing a few races. Even it being at one track, Rowdy, uh, the amount of work that goes into it is incredible. And, uh, uh, yeah, the logistics alone are, are staggering, to say the least. But uh, she seems to have a grasp of it. They have the direction they're going in. And, uh I'd like to see the uh, how it all folds out. Well, I appreciate her co- uh, calling in tonight and spot an hour there, guys. She had a lot to talk about, a lot going on in her life. Well, She's we probably could have brought another hour, forty-five minutes with her. I think Rowdy, if if given, yeah. and uh, uh, that would have been fine. Uh, it, it was an interesting concept they're working on, and uh, nobody else is really doing anything like it or has done anything quite like this. So uh, she's taken a nice combination of previous uh, ideas and, and kind of melded them into her own. Well, we have a semi no, I guess it's a minor league hockey team in Birmingham now. I think they come back. This may have been the first or second season back in Birmingham. I remember hearing about it, Rowdy. Yeah, we uh, uh, in Chicago we have the Blackhawks, who are the NHL team. We also have a minor league team called the the Wolves, who also play just right out by the airport, and uh, they have a great uh, uh, fan following too. So, yeah, Chicago is a big hockey town. I know Pittsburgh is a big hockey town. Uh, it's 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 a fun sport to watch. It's uh, speed, a little banging, a little bruising, just like racing. Well, guys, what'd you think about the new merger with uh, DGR and, and Crosley? Ooh, uh, I just thought this is good. I think that was my first thoughts and. What a nice combination. I, I think it's a it's a good fit for both teams, Rowdy. Yeah, well, you know, I think it's 
it's going to be, and there again, guys, here's what's so great about that Elmore. Next year's program, you'll be able to run that Elmore in the trucks. So, actually, DGR purchased Red Horse Racing's assets. I'm sure they got a – I'm sorry to see Red Horse go away, and uh, I'm sure they – they uh they they got a good buy on the team I hope and uh, uh it's it's another uh, uh development concept uh they have some working relationships with Kyle Busch Motorsports and I'm sure that's uh and also with Toyota Well so I it think it's another step where to see what comes up and I also think it's another step where David Gilliland can take his guys from the late model cars, super late model cars, and get them up to the next level. Yeah, have a control over their a little longer distance control over what they're doing. You know, uh, like you said, Jeff, bringing them up from the late models to the, to the trucks, and then you know helping them move on from there. I suppose. Well. Hey, I'm glad we got a, a, a developmental deal going with ARCA with them. That's, that's great for us. Well, I liked it because uh, they, they plan on, on rolling multiple series, uh, and it's all for the uh, for the development of the younger drivers. Uh, the super late models to get them started, the trucks to get them going, and uh, or the Alcar cars to give them the big chance, and the trucks to get them going into NASCAR. So, yeah, it's it's a it's a vehicle in each series, and uh, it's good to see. Well, hey, we're down to what Jeff said earlier: eighteen days to the uh, Lucas Oil two hundred driven by General Tire, there, guys, and that's going to be on Fox One. February the 10th. Well, I'll have to set my video recorder for that because hopefully we'll be there, Rowdy. That's a 4.30 start, too, guys. 4.45, 4.30, something like that, Rowdy. Yeah. Well, one says 4.30 and one says 4.45. So we know it's going to be starting. Yeah, well, it could start at... The, I know the broadcast probably comes on at 4.30. Got tr- Jim Trudeau going to be back with him again, too. It was That was that was uh, pretty awesome to have him as our guest at our table at the banquet, wasn't it, guys? We sat with some of the uh, the, the media greats in, uh, in ARCA, that's for sure, Rowdy, between Trudeau and Don Radabaugh and uh, a few others who were at the table with us and were regaled us with their thoughts and stories and it was just a nice, nice evening and uh, now we're back on to uh, to racing. Yeah, Jay, uh, Alan, there from the photo guys from Arca were also at the table. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, to, there was too many people we met that, and we're going to forget a few, Rowdy and. Uh, that's that's the problem with getting old. We forget. <laughs> well, that's just part of life, guys. You got to take it as it comes. 
That's why I have this page of notes in front of me for the show, Rowdy. Otherwise, we would never get anything done. <laughs> well, listen, guys, I got a little snippet here from uh, Brett Holmes at Test, and let's listen and see. It's about a three-minute segment, and let's hear what Brett has. All right, Rowdy. Uh, what did you kind of do once Arca season kind of ended? You did some dirt track racing, I saw, too. Yeah, uh, we ran. Uh, I mainly spent time with family over Christmas and um, and did that for about a week. And then uh, we started preparing our dirt car. Uh, we start. We really wanted to actually get back at it at the end of last year uh, before Christmas, but um, we had to get our motor rebuilt because we haven't ran it in so long. So uh, we spent a few weeks getting that together. And um, it was just really me and my dad and, um, Terry Smith, it was kind of like old times, really, and that's what really made it fun was um, just us, us two or three working on it and uh, getting to work on it with my dad again uh, was really cool. So uh, we kind of thrashed on it in the last two weeks before before the race, and uh, had there was like a four-day weekend there, and uh, it was really fun. I mean, we started 17th and finished 6th, and uh, that was actually my best ice bowl finish there so far. Uh, my last one was like 11th, but um, to to come to the field like that and, and with the way the track conditions are and that small of a track in a 50 lap race was really fun for me and um, I, you know I, I I really understand why like Kyle Larson and Christopher Bell and some of those guys keep going back to race sprint cars because they just that's where their love of racing came from and uh, you know they just want to stick to the roots so that's what I was trying to do. Yeah. Um, so, did anybody notice you at the track now you've done a whole ARCA season? Did anybody notice you at the track when you're doing your late model stuff, or was it more you're just one of the guys? No, uh, I mean, a, a lot of people that race there are, like, locals. They race they race there year-round, and um, there's, like, uh, in every division, there's a bunch of people there. And, and, and because of my dad racing there for over 10 years and uh, me racing there for, you know, five or six years, um, I definitely knew uh, almost close. To, I mean, not everyone, but I, I knew a bunch of people there, and uh, they were all happy to see me back as much as I was to see them. Um, and you know, that's also what made it fun, and that's what made it more feel like home. You know, um, you know, people are what make home, not places. So like, um, just knowing them for so long and then haven't seen, see, like, haven't seen them for a few years. I, I'd come back to watch a race every now and then, but. Uh, you know, it's hard for me to watch a race and not be in it. You know what I mean? It's um, so that's that's really um, I really enjoyed that and seeing all those people again. Yeah. So uh, you did full season last year. It was your first time doing a full season, and you kind of said that you know it's different. It's a lot more with school and everything. A lot less free time and stuff. Um, are you looking forward to this next full season? Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, mainly because we've uh, built up our team a lot more. We've got more cars and more people, and I think better people too. Um, and I think we're just a lot more structured and professional this year. So, um, and I think, and being more well-prepared is really the key to it. So you have more time to improve on your setup, improve on your car. Um, and I just have 10 times more confidence in what we've got this year. I mean, you know, the Talladega test and the Daytona test yesterday, we were fourth overall right behind the MDM cars. It's one of the best teams. So what we're, how far we've come in the past year and a half is – huge to me and uh, really speaks a lot towards how much work we put towards our team. Are there any races you're looking forward to this season? I mean, we added some with like Berlin and Charlotte. Are you looking forward to those or the dirt tracks? Um, I, I don't want to say all of them and be that guy, but um, I, I really am looking to look forward to the whole season mainly, but uh, really, yeah, to the dirt tracks just because I got to experience how fun that was last year. And then I'm going to do a little bit more dirt, dirt track racing in my late model this year. 
Um, so I think we'll be a lot better at those races, and uh, those are those are just a lot more fun. So I'm probably probably looking forward more to those. Well, guys, uh, there's one. I, I think great things are going to happen for Brett Holmes Racing this year, and they're they're dedicated in uh, and they're working hard to build a fleet. And uh, I see I see I see some Monday nights for Brett here. I do too, Rowdy. Uh, Brett ran good at times last year. Uh, hard, hard series to, to to run, and he finished well for the most part. And he uh, uh, he was always there, and his name got mentioned. And you know, he had his top fives and top tens. Uh, but yeah, they also had a few uh, DNFs, and and that hurts you, especially in a in a twenty uh, race season. Well, I think they're a little more stable this year, too. During the season last year, they made some crew chief swaps and things like that. Crew members changed. So I think they're more more consistent or more structured right now to what they're going to be doing. So, I'm like you, Jeff. They're going, to, they're going to be on top of their game when they get down to Daytona this year. I agree. Like I said, I think they're more, I don't know what the word I'm looking for, more, like I said, they're more structured. More experienced this year. Well, not so many more. Last year they had, like I said, they made a crew chief change during the season. Uh, they had some other things go on. I think they're more <laughs> settled now. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, and and you know what, uh, running for rookie of the year, uh, that's tough. But I think he had they had a couple of those early season races, and you and I were at that one, uh, Jeff, where they had problems with the motor at Toledo. Uh, he was running really good there too. So yeah, he had some early season problems, and uh, he just they just they were able to overcome that in the points. Well, guys, I tell you, uh, you know, last year you had MDM come on pretty strong, brought out some nice cars, and they're they're coming out strong too at Daytona. Well, if testing has any indication of it, Brody. Woo! And they they were up on top quite a bit there. I I know that uh, that Tom got the top speed for the for the whole weekend, but. Uh, MDM kind of dominated the top chart all weekend. Yeah, it's it's tough to go by that fastest speed at Daytona or Talladega, for that matter. Uh, when you're running in the pack like that, and uh, that that just you know changes the whole dynamics of the situation. Well, one of MDM's drivers there, guys, Zane Smith. I got we got a little. Old uh, clip right here of Zane right after his practice. So your team uh, has a lot of good drivers, you know, with Sheldon Creed and Chase yeah. Purdy. Well, you were you kind of excited when you heard those guys were going to come on for a full season with your teammates? Yeah, I've actually known Sheldon since uh, I've been a little kid. We used to race trophy cars against each other, and uh, we kind of grew apart. Uh, he kind of stayed on the dirt side of things. I went to pavement, and then um, I guess we met up again, and now we're teammates. So it's pretty sweet. 
Uh, he's also from, from California, so uh, not many people out here are, are from out there. So I don't know. It's fun, and uh, Chase is cool to be around or anything. So yeah, I definitely think we got a pretty uh, pretty fun team. So and I think they're gonna be the ones I'm gonna have to race for the for the win. So I don't know. I don't know if I get uh, become too good of friends with them. You never know what's gonna happen, but um, I don't know. I guess I guess we'll find out shortly. Yeah, so we got a kind of a small taste of what you were doing with MDM last year with the pull awards and all that. Are you excited for this year? Yeah, very. Um, especially been hanging around the shop and everything, and just seeing all the the effort be put into this thing is is uh, unreal, man. It's uh, I mean, if we don't run good this year, um, I'm gonna have to play myself. I feel like just because all these guys have been working very hard and um, they brought they're, we're gonna bring a really good piece to Daytona and. Um, it's this far that we have at the test today, and um, so I think we should be really good for the race. What do you kind of think about Daytona, just kind of looking at it? You raced on it last year, correct? No, I've actually never uh, raced on a super speedway, so I guess, I mean, super speedway racing is super speedway racing, but um, I don't know. I guess fast car is also a fast car, so uh, we're going to do everything in our power to, um, to do good, but um, yeah, I mean... There ain't much you could really control when it comes to these kind of tracks. Uh, it's gonna, uh, I think Zane's going to be in store for a heck of a ride, don't y'all guys? Zane's a good driver, Rowdy. Uh, we, you, you know, we, all three of us have got to see him run the, the super late mile quite a bit. So, uh, yeah, he's with a good, fast team. He's a good, fast driver, uh, there's a couple wins in there for that for that young man to possibly. What do you think, Joe? Uh-huh. Oh, I agree. Yeah, you know the the team alone is just they they proved it last year. They, whoever they put in the car, and they put a lot of drivers in the cars, and they would come out and win. I think they won probably three or four races with drivers last year. So I don't see anything different this year. And now that he's got some full full time teammates where they're going to be consistently in the car. They'll be able to share some information and stuff between all three drivers that will help them out. Well, guys, it's going to be one nice year this year with the new composite body. You know, that that body has been uh, has been eligible for 48 events, and it's won 39 event since it's been brought out. Thirty one poles. So the body versus the steel the seems to be working, don't it, y'all guys? Yeah, Rowdy, uh it's it's the equalizer. You like you know, we, we we've talked about the last couple of seasons, uh and and Jeff I'm sure agrees with it. The engine package and the body package, uh you have to make your car handle and uh those are the cars that are going to win no matter it be a super speedway or short track it's the car that handles the guy who can handle it uh that's going to win it's made for great competitive racing is what it's made for jeff and i saw some really really good arca racing last year rowdy uh, we were lucky to see it. So, uh, uh, from 
the big tracks to the short tracks, uh, it was a it was just a good good season, and uh, I'm I'm looking for even better. Uh, I I think there's going to be more winners this year than there has been for a while, just because of the uh, engine package. I was going to say the same, Mark. I I wouldn't expect anything less than last year. I would even expect some more because some of this young talent, uh, there's a whole crop of new drivers coming up this year of young drivers. I think we're going to see a variety of winners throughout the whole year, honestly. Hey, and some girl power, too, guys, with uh, Leilani and Natalie. Big shoes to fill for those ladies. Uh, Leilani getting a chance to run uh, more than one or two races, and and Natalie getting to run the full season. Uh, uh, Looking forward to see how she, uh, she does. Well, you know, girls doesn't have many more. Sometimes it's hard to find the role models. Uh, And y'all know as well as I know that girls are more interested. We've seen it with Big Brothers Big Sisters. When it come down to who showed up, they were more ladies and girls there than it was guys and, and boys. Yeah, that's kind of, I don't know what to say, shocking, but you know, uh, a pleasant surprise. Let's put it that way. Uh, it was a nice surprise to see that, Rowdy. Hey, and that's grassroots where we were at. And they loved it. It doesn't get much more grassroots than, than Nashville or Toledo, Rowdy. And uh, uh, hopefully we'll have uh, we'll be able to do more this year. Well, Jeff. What you got to close tonight out on, man? Oh, just getting ready for the racing season. Next next week will be not much closer to Daytona for the first race of the year. That's hard to believe it's that quick, guys, isn't it? Yeah, it is, Rowdy. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> when it's over, you wish your life away for the next season. <laughs> and it's here before you know it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it it, it gets it's 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 here. So you better be just crossing and dotting the eyes now, Mark. Rowdy. Let's see. Right now, huh? Always a good Monday night with the Rowdy Maglite show. Makes Monday nights looking forward to. Otherwise, we wouldn't have anything to do in the middle of winter, Rowdy. Or during the middle of summer, fall, or spring. Monday nights are Rowdy Maglite nights. And uh, uh, we had a little racing this weekend down in Georgia at uh, Crisp Motorsports Park, Watermelon Capital Speedway. The ARCA CRA Super Series is racing there this weekend. They're running 200 laps for the super late miles on Saturday afternoon. And a little before that 200 lapper, they're going to run 125 laps for the pro late models. So that's a nice little show. Uh, If you're in the area, pop in and check it out. Uh, I think Jeff and I should leave Friday night. We'll get there just in time to see the races on Saturday and 
drive right back to Chicago afterwards. So we'll work that one out after the uh, show's over, guys. And uh, I guess that's it, Rowdy. Joe, good guest. Uh, always a good time, and uh, I'll see you next week. Hey, I'll tell you, uh, you pull that one off, let me know. <laughs> we'll pick you up on the way. I heard you, your partner there giggling, too. <laughs> Sounds great. All right, guys. Hey, get ready for next week. Only two more shows before Daytona. That's a fast way to look at it, isn't it, guys? That's the best way to look at it, Rowdy. All right, hey, guys. Keep that light shining. Thanks, Vicky, for calling in and telling us about your dream to make other people's dream come true. And thanks to the hockey world for taking care of her. Yes, sir. Birmingham's premier corporate events venue. When your team races together at speeds up to 50 miles per hour in their electric pro carts, they'll leave with a recharged new bond. They guarantee it. For more information on how to book your company event, visit autobondspeed.com.